0: Hello and welcome to the Healing Insight podcast, episode 41, with me, Sarah Hunt.
1: And me, Jez Hunt.
0: Hello and welcome. Hi Jay, how are you? Here we are again. I can't believe we're back recording another podcast already.
1: I know, it comes around really quick.
0: <laughs> Doesn't it? Just, yeah, just like Christmas. <laughs> mm.
1: well, it, someone said 32 days, well, as, as of the day we're recording this, 32 days until the new year. So,
0: Wow.
1: There you go. Not long to go.
0: Not long to go, indeed.
1: 2023 coming in. <laughs> Hopefully, it's going to be a really good year for a lot of people.
0: Yes, we want a nice, positive year for everybody, don't we? It's yeah, time, that'd be nice. Time we saw some real good, big, positive changes helping people to move forward. Well, dare I mention the weather today? <laughs> it's a bit dank down in Bedfordshire. Um, it was quite interesting last night, actually, Jay. I was um, at football training with Alicia and um, up in Cranfield, which is, as you know, is up on a very high hill. And um, the fog started coming down over the pitch and thought, oh, that's going to be a real foggy, horrible journey home. But within half an hour, it had lifted again. Quite bizarre to interesting. watch. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I remember leaving Cran- so being clear in Cranfield and then driving down the hill out of the village and it being really foggy. It's interesting. Now here, here it's just drizzle. It's miser. It's drizzle. Drizzerable. Miserable. Drizrable. Drizrable. <laughs> yes. Drizzerable. Miserable.
0: Drizzerable. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's just um, that. It's that just that grey, misty drizzle, on your face. as you go walking. I went for my walk earlier. So. Um, but yeah, it's just that part of autumn as it heads towards the colder weather where we get the frosts and things. We're in that interim part. so We certainly
0: are. We certainly are.
1: And we also sound really excited about it, don't we? As you can tell with yeah. our tone of voice and <laughs> how excited we are about the drizzle and the drizzerable oh. <laughs> weather we're having at the moment. i just
0: uh, just noticed i'm being watched i'm being watched by a pussycat okay interesting Its ears are picked up it's watching me (laughs) i'm surprised charlie oh no charlie's not downstairs that's why charlie's not seen it he'd be be running off down the garden telling it to go away it's just sitting on the bottom of the fence looking at me it's quite quite bizarre okay okay so so
1: (laughs) (laughs) episode 41 what are we talking about today
0: yeah um today we're going to look at being self-serving versus selfish and this is something that came up in a conversation with a friend not so long back for me and she said to me are you self-serving and i sat and i thought about it and thought no i'm not self-serving i give to others you're supposed to help others and be supportive of others but not at the detriment of yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. um and the way that that she um put it to me was that we need to be self-serving first and foremost because when we're self-serving we're doing everything that is for our highest good yeah and if we are looking after our own needs and um doing what's for our highest good, then that allows energies to that kind of ripple out, because if you're happy and doing what what makes your heart sing, then that has a knock-on effect on your family, your friends, your colleagues, everybody around you. It also allows you to put boundaries in place Mm -hmm. as well. Um, It also stops you from being a bit of a rescuer or a savior yeah because you know if you're looking after your needs first you're not distracting yourself by trying to rescue somebody else who get themselves in a pickle um Mm -hmm. and so you're more likely (coughs) excuse me you're more likely to try and empower people to help themselves rather than do for them does that make sense yeah so it's to me it's about learning to recognise that we make sure that we we are doing um, the things that are important for us first, that are important for our our um, higher self, our soul, that are important for making us happy. And I think we're we're programmed, aren't we, to believe that if we put ourselves first, we're being selfish. Yes. And and actually we're not. And and the thing is as well, if we don't put ourselves first, and I've done it myself so many times in the past where I've not put myself first, um, and my own needs first, where you you just end up with things building up. The frustration builds up, the resentment builds up. So huh, I'm always having to do for you, but you never do for me. Um and 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 then the kind of can be a bit of an explosion. <laughs> I've certainly done that in my younger days. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's because I've not recognised that actually my own needs are, are important as well. And it's it comes back to self-worth, I think, as well, that, that you're worthy of putting yourself first.
1: Yeah, I think the easiest way to, or the easiest sort of analogy I can put to it is, for anyone that's ever traveled by plane is when they talk they take you through the safety routine before you um, take off and one of the things they do is they talk about if the cabin pressure if the cabin depressurizes whatever the masks will drop down make sure you put your mask on you first before you help anyone else and the you know the, the the sort of basic reason behind that is if there's a lack of oxygen you're going to pass out potentially so by having the oxygen mask on first then you're able to support and help other people whereas if you try and help someone else first you could black out and therefore not be any use to anybody in terms of helping others so in very simple terms that's what we're talking about it's not being selfish to put yourself first provided you're putting yourself first for the highest good of you and everyone around you and you're not doing it to the detriment of somebody else
0: yes that's it exactly
1: so you know people talk about uh i mean i've I've got some of the clients i've been working with recently where um they've spent their life putting anybody else first before Mm. themselves and realizing then that their boundaries are being stepped on there uh, they're never doing or they were never doing the things that actually inspired them or encouraged them it was all about you know whether it's children partner work you know all these different things that were being put ahead of themselves friends would ring up and say oh i'm having trouble with my relationship so they would then you know go and support and and be be involved in that When all they wanted to do was actually just have some time out scream and just just leave me alone, everybody. And just like you said, you know, get to that point of sort of explosion or enough and I can't cope with it anymore kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, because everybody wants a bit of me. It's like, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? That's, if you're not careful, that's what it can get to. It's like uh, the children want you, the grandchildren want you, your parents want you if they're still around, um, work wants you. And, 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 it, and you can just get to a point, as you say, of feeling, go oh, away. Just yeah. leave me alone. Just give me some space. Let me be. <laughs> and it's like, it's
1: like we're an energy vessel. So imagine a glass full of water and the water represents energy. Then if we keep giving that to anybody else, unless we're refilling it, at some point that glass is going to be empty and we're not going to have anything else to give. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. And then people end up ill, don't they? Because yeah. their body just goes, whoosh, that's enough. Yeah. Enough.
1: Yeah. Whether God. that's some form of breakdown, whether it's a physical manifestation of some of, of an illness or triggering something, you know. Or just
0: just a really heavy cold or yeah. flu or something like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So It's important that we recharge ourselves regularly. And we've talked in episodes before about going out in nature, going for a walk in nature, stroking a dog, doing things that help recharge us and just give us that time. And it's not necessarily about going out for any, you know, like long, really long periods of time. It's just taking regular time to ourselves to make sure that we are charging ourselves up yeah. so that we are then in a position to support others if that's what we want to do, if that's yeah. what we're meant to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it's also then making sure that we are looking at what is important to us mm. so, that, so that the things that are important to us don't get left on the back burner. They don't get left and, and nothing done about them. Yeah.
1: And if you're if you're serving everybody else except yourself first, then you don't think about what's right for you. No. And if we're if if this is about us um, being self-serving so that we're uh, we're working to our highest good and and to, then we need to understand what it is we need to achieve to achieve that highest good. Yes. Otherwise, how do we know we're going to get there? Or how do we know when we're there? Or how do we know we're even heading towards it?
0: That's a really good point.
1: So there has to be an element of what do I... I I suppose in some ways... It's important for me, isn't it? It's
0: coming back to what's important for me. Yeah.
1: So what do I need right now? Yeah. So, um, for example... Anyone with children, if, you know, uh, particularly well, children that you don't live with, possibly as they get a bit older, but where they're a bit more self-sufficient. But if if something happens and your child's on the phone or messaging you saying, I'm struggling, I'm upset, then it's a parental instinct to be there and support them, obviously. But you can also take a step back and just say, okay, what's actually going on here? What level do I need to be involved in? Is it. Am I going into support or am I going into rescue?
0: Yeah,
1: like you were saying before, you know, we can end up being in that rescuer role, and but then that's disempowering your child to make their own decisions to do what's actually for their highest good. And if yeah. they're in, if so, um, just trying to give you an example: if they're if they're struggling with a relationship with their relationship, then maybe they need to learn that lesson without being pulled out of it because that's their lesson to learn for the highest good for them because there's something that they're going to need that lesson in future life. Mm. And yet if we go in and rescue them and say, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 relationship. Dump the relationship. It's not right for you. Even even if we as parents might feel that that's the case, it's not right for us to intervene in that way because it's not for our highest good. It's certainly not for their highest good.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and you can you could apply that to many different scenarios could oh, yeah. you and and um we can't we can't be going taking people's lessons away because <laughs> from them because that they're just going to end up with uh, something else happening that will bring that same lesson to them because they need to learn it they want to learn it in this life um in, in their lifetime um so it's it's what you were saying is it, it's that difference between empowering people and supporting them versus muscling in and trying to rescue them. Mm. And sometimes all it is that's needed is a listening ear, isn't it? Just to yeah. um, just for them to talk things through and and process what's going on without feeling judged, without feeling like you've got to give them advice because you haven't unless they ask for it um and then it's up to them whether they take that advice or not but it's just like you say taking that that step back and and looking at what in what way can i support this person so that it's for the highest good of me and the highest good of them
1: yeah and you just said something you just said which i'd like to go back to interestingly was um, they can choose to take your advice. So they ask you for your, your advice, you give it to them and then they can choose to take it or not. I I actually challenge that with myself because what I try not to do is give advice. I'll give a viewpoint or I will encourage them to look at, well, okay, you think it could be this, but it could also be this, it could also be that, it could also be the other, so that they get a more rounded view of the situation for to enable them to then make a better choice because you don't know what you don't know. So if you can expand possibilities of what the outcome could be or might be or what's actually going on, you can make a a more well informed decision about what's right for you. Whereas if I go in and if someone asks me for my advice, what should I do? then I can give them my opinion of what would work for me, but I don't know what would work for them because I'm not them. I haven't lived their life. I haven't got their values, their beliefs, their experiences, and it's not my lesson to learn.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, actually. And, uh, advice was probably the wrong word. In fact, <laughs> it's uh, generated some conversation, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah well my children might ask me for advice but but I won't ever give it to clients it's similar to you it's like trying to get people to expand their thinking about things but also to get them to go inward and and feel it does it feel right for me is this what I need to be doing is this the right way forward for me or is, does it feel wrong yes. um because because like you say it, you know I had someone the other day asking me to to um to give a viewpoint on on something that, that um it was considering doing and, and i threw it straight back and just went i can't do that it's not my place to do that you and only you can make that decision so um and you need to look at the, the whole scenario the whole picture um yeah but and, it's shirking
1: responsibility if, if yeah. so for example um, if someone came to you and said I'm struggling with a relationship and I don't know whether to stay with them whether to try and make it work whether to leave them what should I do and then you give them your answer so whether that's it doesn't matter which which answer you give them but let's say you said leave them for example and then they leave that person and then they actually want to get back with that person and then they, they're communicating they can then blame you for the disruption to the relationship because yeah. they followed your advice but you're using you're giving them your advice based on what you believe would be right if you were in that situation and that's mm-hmm. based on your values you your beliefs think, and experiences exactly. and, and what's happened to you not yeah. what's happening to them
0: <clears throat> yeah and I, I've certainly worked with people where where they have been in really tumultuous relationships and we've done a lot of work to actually clear the energies between people so that they can actually see the relationship for what it truly is so that they can make a decision themselves then as to whether it's right to stay or right to go um and and i've seen couples where where it's been really awful come back together and end up with a much more loving relationship and and moving forward together but i've equally i've seen um situations where it it's become obvious to the person what they need to do and that they've gone their separate ways and and that's um that's been the right thing for them to do but sometimes staying in an uncomfortable relationship is for the highest good because it's part of the learning that you need to do to before you can move forward yes And I'm not saying that people, uh, you know, please, listeners, don't think I'm saying that that people should stay in really, really abusive relationships because I'm not. But sometimes, sometimes the experience of a relationship that is that has a bit of drama in it is part of the learning that you need to experience. And maybe it's about putting boundaries in. Maybe it's about recognising when. That's not acceptable and you're not going to put up with that. Um, and sometimes it's it's about recognising when enough's enough as well. Yeah.
1: You know, I think back to relationships that I've been in where I've um, left the relationship. And, you know, looking back in hindsight, I should have left it X time before I actually did. But I hadn't got the lessons out of it. Or I hadn't got to that place of understanding until the point I did that actually this is now not acceptable. It hasn't been acceptable for a long time, but actually now I've got the learning and the understanding that now I can turn around and say, actually, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I'm I'm not doing this anymore. And, you know, sometimes it does take that period of time. And when we look back, we can say, yeah, the the warning signs were there. The signs were there. I just didn't see them because.
0: or didn't want to see them or
1: weren't ready to see them. Yes, that's what I mean. (laughs) Um, so at that point, when the signs were there and you didn't see them, it's because you weren't ready, didn't want to, weren't ready to accept that the situation was as it was or whatever. And this isn't just about relationships, you know, putting yourself first. And that could be in terms of work, in terms of balancing work life. Um, mm-hmm. So work might be putting a demand on you, but you don't want to compromise your relationship with your children or your family or your partner um so you're then stuck in this well you know if i go to work and then that's abandoning my partner but if i'm staying with my my family if i'm staying with my family then that's abandoning work it can cause conflict but it's doing it in the right way of what's right for you and getting that balance right and not so taking the power back of what is right for me and is it to work you know 60 hours a week plus try and run a family or is it to run 40 hours a week and and have more time with the family or whatever variant of that is just as a work example but it's also if a friend rings you up in need okay then way up is it the right thing to do to, to be there for them and support them and that would be a right thing to do possibly. But if they're ringing you up every five minutes or every week or every few days or every, and it's always drama, 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 then is it for your highest good to be there for them to moan at, to to let off steam to all the time if they're not learning lessons from it? And sometimes actually all you're doing is you're disempowering them because they're not looking for solutions themselves. They're just relying on. You being there to be that ear to listen. Oh, Jez is always there. He'll always listen. If ever I phone him, he's always there for me. Mm-hmm. But that's taking away the actual, the, they're giving away their responsibility of dealing with the issue yeah, and actually looking at what's going on. So sometimes saying, no, I'm not available is selfless, not selfish.
0: Yes, Absolutely.
1: You know, and yet we can feel, and particularly, you know, family and close friends, we can feel obligated to, obligated, is that the right word? We can feel that element of obligation to, because they're family, because they're close friends, that if they need me, if they're they're crying out for help, then I need to be there for them. Yes, you do. And yes, you might feel that that's the right thing to do, but do it from a place of consciousness intention rather than just reacting because oh, oh i need to put their needs first
0: yeah yeah absolutely um because as well you know in those kind of situations it's very easy to end up feeling drained hmm. um refill and your cup <laughs> you need to refill your cup <laughs> you do need to refill your cup um but like you say it's it's not being selfish. Saying no sometimes, saying no is is okay, and I think that's something that you know a lot of people have difficulty with. I certainly, over the years, I have struggled with saying no. Um, but sometimes, sometimes it is for our highest good to say no. I can't do that. No, I'm not changing that. No, it's not convenient today, and that's okay. Yeah. Um. But I think you know it can be difficult to say no, because we're worried that people will perceive us as not being helpful, not being there when they needed them, whatever it might might be. But to be able to, to really offer support, true support, when it's needed, we've got to be in the right place ourselves so that we are supporting and not rescuing.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: So so yeah, so we're not being selfish. I think it's very easy to, to consider people being selfish when they're putting themselves first. But if they're doing it for the right reasons, then it's absolutely, it's not. It is really important. It's really important for us to put our, our needs first. It's really important.
1: And actually, if we're judging someone for being selfish, that's us.
0: Judging ourselves. Ju- well, it's us
1: <laughs> judging ourselves. Yeah, because it's a reflection. But it's also. We don't know what else is going on in their life. All we're worried about is what we think they should be doing because we need support. So actually, who is being selfish?
0: Yeah, it's a good point, actually, Um
1: how dare you have a life on your own? I need you right now. That that potentially is a selfish um, attitude, a selfish point of view. Yeah. And I know, uh, and again, like you were saying, you know, it's not about, I absolutely appreciate we all need support. We all need help at times. But it's just looking at, you know, again, like I was saying earlier, It's increasing our awareness of what these different things are and why we behave in the way we do, why we react or respond in the way we do to certain situations, because we have a greater awareness, a greater understanding, then we can make better choices. We can make better decisions. And if someone turns around and says, no, I can't right now, it's not them saying, no, I don't ever want to speak to you and no, I'm not interested in supporting you. It's just them saying it's not convenient for me right now. Let's arrange it tomorrow or can we meet for coffee tomorrow? Can we do this to do it another time? Mm. So it's just, just be aware of what's going on for you when, when these sorts of dramas and conflicts and things happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you've got your own stuff going on, you don't really want to be piling more from other people on top as well. Do you? Um, and it, it depends where you're at in your own life as to what you feel you're able to offer others. So it's just, I think it's just remembering that it's okay to put your needs first. Yeah. It's not being selfish. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and um, and that might be quite uncomfortable to start with. Quite Quite an uncomfortable thing to do. But as you kind of get more comfortable with the idea of doing that and recognizing that by doing that you're feeling a lot happier in yourself you're feeling more able to deal with your own stuff it then has that knock-on effect around everybody else Mm -hmm. um, around you um, in a positive way because you can be uplifting without rescuing you can show that you're being supportive um, in a loving way um that that is for the highest good of all concerned
1: yeah definitely cool
0: excellent so an interesting topic to look at um and um yeah definitely worth a discussion wasn't it just to remind us the importance of looking after ourselves and our own needs first
1: indeed thank you very much
0: fabulous thank you jay for your time and uh, for another interesting discussion and um, i'm sure we'll find something else just as good to talk about next time <laughs> and, and <clears throat> until then it's goodbye from me
1: and it's goodbye from him